This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hey folks, good afternoon and welcome to Enterprise Biz Bites. I'm Roshan Kanisan, joined in the studio by... Me, it's Richard Bradbury. And it is 12.06pm, September 7th, 2023, and a little bit of a grey afternoon today, Rich. It was horrible yesterday. Today's less grey, but yeah, nonetheless, it's uh, grey and uh, grumpy outside today. But hopefully uh, nothing to cause too much turbulence in the air for any flights overhead. Oh, Because today we are talking about the 26th year old partnership between Malaysia Airlines and in-flight caterer Brahim's mm-hmm. Food Services that came to an abrupt end. Not so not so much of an abrupt end, more of like a surprise end after, you know, saying that they were going to end in July and then having an extended and then suddenly you may need to bring your own food on planes yeah. for certain routes. They've, they've denied that, of course, and said, you know, our FAQ was taken out of context. They sound like politicians kind of, you know, moving around a little bit. I'm not so sure, though. I mean, th- there's kind of... Um, Obviously, there's always two sides to this story, and I think some people might be um, happy that this partnership has come to an end, and other people not so. I guess, end of the day, as long as... Uh, it was done for the sake of improving the business performance and right. that sort of thing. Because, you know, partnerships shouldn't be taken for granted. It yeah. should be something that is assessed from time to time and ensure that both sides of the coin are doing their part, right? Mm-hmm. And while there's certainly a lot that can be discussed and dissected about the business continuity planning and what goes into our partnership and all that, today specifically on the show, we're discussing the potential challenges that come uh, from long-standing partnerships such as this, such as the dependency on a single partner, uh, potential legal framework implications, as well as um, things that SMEs and businesses can watch out for when they're looking at their own contract situations, mm-hmm. when they're building partnerships, that sort of thing. Um, helping us, uh, if you have any thoughts, of course, you can always WhatsApp us on our U-Mobile number, that's 018-789-8899, or you can reach us on X at BFM Radio. Yeah, you can't say tweeters anymore. No, maybe it's I so should. Weird. Maybe if I say it enough times, uh, Elon will get irritated with us. I think a lot of people are trying that. It's not working, dude. It's not working. But anyway. But anyway, helping us with this conversation today is Lao Henkai. He's a lawyer at Arnold and Andrew and Co. Arnold Andrew and Co. Advocates and Solicitors. Uh, Henkai, welcome to the studio. Hi. Hi. Um, Henka, you were with us a few months back. I think you were talking about joint venture sure. uh, agreements. So who better to talk to than to bring mm. you back into the studio for yes. this conversation? So as we mentioned earlier, um, Malaysia Alliance has concluded that this 26-year-old long-standing partnership, um, using this as a jumping-off point, maybe just give us a sense of the typical key factors that play into a dissolution of long-standing partnerships su- such as this. You see, in a, in a, in a, in a partnership, in a past, in a partnership, the, the, there are many factors for the dissolution of a partnership, mm. but mainly to me, it's because of this uh, cost consideration. Mm-hmm. You see, end of the day, two parties enter into a partnership because they want to earn money. It's all about the dollar. Yeah. So, the dollar is the key factor for dissolution. When two parties cannot agree on the on the financial terms be it whether they have signed a contract already or not, whether they have an incorporated or unincorporated partnership, money is the key. Hmm. That is the reason why. But that, but there, there, there are also certain, certain other factors. There are also other factors. For example, in this mass, uh, Malaysia Airlines and Bahrain uh, Foods. To me personally, I think one of the reasons which is not made to public might be because of the, the, might be because of the quality of the, the food served. Mm, mm. Because I'm sure in a, in a, in a, in a supply 
supply of food business in a, in a partnership involving supply of food, you have to maintain a certain certain standard. Especially if you're a flag carrier. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, and then coming back to what you were saying earlier, it comes down to the dollars and cents, right? At the end of the day, maybe there was a disagreement over how much should be paid, how should, and all those sort of things. So, but typically, that's I guess what all partnerships come down to, right? True. It's a mutually, it's supposed to be a mutually beneficial agreement. I need something from you. I'm paying you money for it. As long as we agree that the terms of service are being fulfilled, it's hunky dory and things will continue. So, mm. whether it's a long-standing partnership or not, end of the day, it's whether the the contract is being fulfilled. True. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, how how do you see it as as a I, I guess as a, as a cautionary tale for other, uh, for, you know, even SMEs in in this kind of collaboration? Mm. Okay. You see, in in this uh, Malaysia airline barin, one of the the reason made public on this uh, dissolution is this uh, termination for convenience clause, which uh, Malaysia airline can terminate the agreement, can stop the the can dissolve the the partnership for no reason. Mm. So to all the other SME out there, before you go into an, a, a contract or agreement or, or be it written or not, you have to be clear with what you want. You have to be clear, especially on the termination clause. Mm. What, is the, what are the grounds that you can terminate? Under what circumstances can you leave the partnership? You have to be clear with that because once you, once you sign a contract, you're bound by it. Mm. I guess a, a big thing is everyone's so gung ho about getting the partnership started, and you know, getting the the it the getting it started that you don't really want to think so much about the how the termination happens, right? It's like, oh no, don't worry, it's not going to happen to us. But as a lawyer, it's your job to think about these things and to warn your clients. I guess true. It's important to think about these things. It's kind of like a prenup in a divorce, right? No one's true. Like, no la, no need la. I don't need to think about it. But exactly, these uh, are all things that you do. Verbal agreements and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Notwithstanding, you need pen on paper. Correct. You, know? you have Correct. to have an understanding of, true. especially in business, what happens when things when you break up. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let's, yeah, yeah. they've True. been married for twenty six years. They've True. done okay. You know? <laughs> they did okay. So, how does a partnership then between two brands, um, you know, uh, two two parties, uh, how does how does something like that start from a legal perspective? And you know, what do people need to take into consideration uh, to make that kind of uh, partnership work? So, your work, a lot of corporate, uh, a lot of corporate work. I think you do right. True. You see, first of all, I agree with you that uh, a partnership is just like a marriage. Mm. Before before you you sign the partnership agreement, it's just that before you sign whatever paper you have to get married, you you are getting married. Of course, at that point of time, you're in love. <laughs> You'll be very very optimistic, everything very is, positive. Everything is rosy. True. Yeah. Everything is is good. You know, I, I you, you you tell your lawyers, uh, no, this will not happen. Yeah. I have faith in them. I know they'll do it. I know they can do it. But what what this this is not. This is not the, the this is not realistic. You mm. know, as a lawyer, we all we often advise our client. You have to think three years down the road. Mm. What if? The key point is the key word there is what if. Mm. This is the first thing I will ask my client. What if? And then your my client is normally my client will come back and say me, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it. We'll look at it at that point of time. Do you think that kind of discussion happened with these like twenty six years ago? To be fair, I don't think so. Right. I think I think in, in in the situation of this uh, Malaysia airline and Bahrain, it's not it's not it's not only because of um, the the they have not they have not uh, they are not prepared with all this. But in fact, it, I think it's because of the uh, COVID itself. Mm. 
uh, the economy, which directly affects the, the, the financial standing of both companies. And that is why they, they come up with this uh, termination clause out of convenience. Mm. But also for you for you to maintain a, a long-term partnership, you have to see eye to eye. You have to have common goal. Mm. You have to you have to work together to to achieve uh, mutual benefits, something that will benefit both parties. Both parties earn something for it. Mm. One party might earn money, another party might not earn earn, earn money, but they they have exposure. They are making their brand big. You know they are they are they are they are growing. Not in the sense of uh, financial. Their client base might be growing. Mm. So this this is this is this is some this is a benefit that uh, some 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 parties fail to see. I mean, a part of me wants to ask you, and this is speculation. Um, how much of this do you think is damage control? I I I think it's it's. It's a con. I see. To do damage control, first you have to, you have to, you have to expect. You have to expect what under what circumstances will the partnership be dissolved. Mm-hmm. Then only you can manage your. You can do damage control, mm. because damage control is a very subjective word. Mm. You know, you don't know under what circumstances your 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 partnership might be dissolved. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected this to be dissolved. In fact, for another example, we are looking at maybe we are looking at uh, Easy and uh, yeah, Kenya yeah. West. Adidas, and Adidas, Adidas would yeah. be a True. great example. Nobody yeah. expected that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but to what extent is Adidas doing a damage control? They they just had a massive sale where they sold off all of their stock <laughs> on, on, yeah. on, their, on their website. Yeah. So <laughs> good and bad for the consumer. Yeah. 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 So Henga, you, you, we have. Uh, here we have a convenience clause, termination Correct. clause. Over with the Adidas Yeezy deal, you had a moral clause, basically. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moral clause is something I've heard, especially in, with a lot of US companies. It's something that they actually, keep in reserve, right? Actually, moral clause is 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 also very common in Malaysia, mm. especially when 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 it involves big brands, because you see, other aside of making money, they want to maintain their brand, they want to maintain their image. Yeah. So they cannot be seen associated with. Yeah. Uh, something, someone, or something which is very extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the other, you know, key clauses that might lead to, you know, a termination or something like that? Because uh, this convenience clause is one part where MES um, Malaysia Airlines can uh, that can can use to terminate this. We talked about Yeezy a little bit. Just from your own experience. Um, what other things should SMEs or businesses be keeping an eye on? You know, re- reading the contract is something we expect of everyone, but usually it seems like it's only the lawyers who read the the, the small the contracts. Mm. You see, you you as a lawyer, you have to you have to explain and make sure your client understand what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. More often than not, your client will not just ask for legal advice from you; they ask for for commercial advice as well. Mm. They ask you whether is it viable to go into this. Uh, this uh, transaction. Do you think I'll make money from this transaction? What if, what if I don't make money? Will you be able to get me out of this? Mm. See all these, all these are what we have to advise them. Okay, but when when you talk about a partnership, the part the parties would have already would already have a a a, a brief idea of what they want. More often than not, the parties have already discussed among each other. 
just just they might they might come to their lawyer maybe a week or two weeks before that and just say just draft this for me we have already decided on all the terms mm. and we are in no position to to to, to say anything mm. right um Okay, we've got to go into a few messages, sure. but when we were back, we'll get into some of the key lessons that SMEs can learn from all this and more. Folks, we've been speaking with Lau Hen Kai. He's a lawyer at Arnold Andrew and Co. Advocates and Solicitors. We've been talking about, or at least using the end of the Malaysia Airlines Brahim's partnership to talk a little bit about the business and legal implications of partnership dissolutions or things that SMEs and businesses should be paying attention to. We'll be back in just a bit. Uh, we've got no doubt with spiderwebs in a few minutes, but before that, a few messages. I'm Russian Kinison with Richard Bradbury, and you're listening to Enterprise Biz Bites here on BFM 89.9. Banana from Malaysia. BFM 89.9, the business station. Hey folks, welcome back to Enterprise BizBytes. You're here with me, Roshan Kanesan, as well as... Me, Rich Bradbury. Uh, today on Enterprise BizBytes, we've been talking about, or at least using the Malaysia Airlines and Brahim's Food Services uh, Dissolution of Partnership to talk a little bit about what SMEs and businesses should be thinking about when it comes to their own partnerships, particularly when it comes to agreements, partnerships, uh, the legal stuff, uh, the legal things. Maybe slightly on the not-so-exciting side of things, but really, really important. It's Super important. Helping us with this conversation has been Lau Henka. He's a lawyer at Arnold Andrew and Co. Advocates and Solicitors. Uh, Henka, just following up from what we were talking about yeah. earlier, um, you know, maybe we can distill a lot of this down into the key lessons that SMEs can learn from this particular partnership dissolution. You know, this one example could be maybe the customer concentration, for example. What are some of the key lessons that you think uh, SMEs should take away from this? Nobody expected this this partnership to be dissolved. Nobody expected it, especially when, when Malaysia Airlines holds a certain percentage in the uh, company itself. Mm. But you see, this thing happened. This thing happened. So, so as a SME, even, even big corporations, big brands, their partnership got dissolved. So all these small SMEs, small, small medium enterprises, they, they should be very careful. They should, be, they, should, they should maintain a certain degree of uh, uh, awareness. Okay. First of all, I, what what I'm think, thinking of is they they might they might want to practice risk mitigation. You know, avoid avoid uh, concentrating all their resources on one single party, mm. one single partner. But of course, that is not always practicable because some partnerships are, are exclusive. Mm. They want to tie you, maybe for ten years. So. In 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 a in a transaction in a in a in an arrangement where it's not exclusive, risk mitigation is very important. Avoid concentrating. You know you, they cannot they, they should really diversify their 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 client base, their vendor, their supplier, you know consumer. Because that will reduce their risk mm. when their the, the the partnership that they got into got dissolved. And, and what way do you think, or, or rather, how important are contracts? In, in, a, uh, in ensuring that there is business continu- uh, continuity and resilience when you know something like this partnership e- ends abruptly what importance do you put on these contracts is it everything no you see in in a, in a contract involving a, a partnership transaction a partnership arrangement mm. there are few few important of course you have uh, financial clauses okay where parties will tell you what they want who have to pay what, how much, 
and then we have all these boilerplate clauses, which uh, a lot of lawyers is gonna, gonna copy and paste, copy and that, that is not what we recommend, because every agreement is supposed to be tailored made. Mm-hmm. Give me an example of a boil, uh, boilerplate clause. Um, uh, one of the one of the boilerplate clause might be uh, notice. So they will just copy and paste to say that uh, if there's any any dispute or if there's anything that you would like to give notice to the other party, you have to send it to 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 the other party through maybe registered post, right? And then maybe by fax. But right. who uses fax now? Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, then it, True. it's null and void, kind of. True. Okay, got it. True. So, but in a, a, a not not just partnership uh, arrangement or or agreement, we're talking about. Uh, Mostly all the contracts itself, we are looking. What is important is the termination, the exit clause. Okay, how 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 are you how how will you how will you save your client? How will you save the party uh, from 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 this uh, partnership? How how the parties can leave the, the the partnership? How the parties can dissolve the partnership? Under what circumstances? And what are the consequences for the termination? Mm-hmm. So all these are very important. Because, and then it's very subjective, depends on what type of partnership, what type of arrangement they are doing. Is this something that you see a lot of businesses maybe taking for granted, given the work you do, that you know they may underestimate all these different things? Just true. Yeah, just, just, just like what I explained to you earlier. Yeah. Clients will come before the marriage and tell you, yeah, I love her, I love him. You know, then uh, we want to get married. We want to sign this agreement. We want to make sure that... Uh, we we do business together. We earn money together, but they are they are not that they don't they normally they don't expect the worst. They don't expect what if the other party cannot perform. Mm. What if the other parties uh, breach the contract? You know all this is not what they expect. Mm. You know they they will not think of it until we raise it to them, and then some of course some some of the some of the some of the parties some of the party will say yeah true let's let's discuss how to, how to resolve this but some will tell you let's let's forget about it because yeah, i guess there's a very business true. focus to like let's true. get this business done true um is there anything else that you know businesses typically take for granted just based on your own experience anything that they may not pay as much attention to uh, aside going looking at the termination clauses for example you see um like what I said earlier, boiler boilerplate clause. Mm-hmm. Even some lawyers think that it's a it's a it's a template thing. Mm. It's, it's 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 wrong mm. because every agreement have have to be tailored. You have to you have to you have to draft the agreement uh, in accordance to what the parties uh, require. Especially if it's a it's a cross border agreement. Mm. You know maybe uh, what law is applicable. Uh, what is the forum for your dispute? How are you going to resolve the dispute? All these are very important, which uh, parties don't don't look at. Mm. They don't look at because, for example, I have a client uh, from from Malaysia who is doing business in Indonesia, and they've 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 decided the the dispute resolution forum to be in London. I, I I'm telling them it's 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 fine. London is fine, but it's not um, financially wise. Because it's gonna cost them a bomb. Mm. They can choose it. They can if they don't believe. I mean, if they if if they if they don't want to do it in Malaysia or Indonesia, they can do it in Singapore. Mm-hmm. It's nearer. Mm. Cost saving. I I don't know. I and I really don't know where where they got the idea <laughs> of going to London all the way to London just to resolve their dispute. You know? what, what about the role of of um, 
government policies and support mechanisms that might help SMEs when they face this challenge of partnership terminations? You see, government plays a very important role in SME. If SME is facing any problems, any 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 problems or whatever in their in their business, they can go to the government. Of course, uh, they have to go to the right department. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have to look for the right person for help. Okay, I believe I believe government normally do do have policies to protect uh, SME. They to a certain extent they will they will give out assistance that they can to help SME because SME SME is 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 what public rely on actually because not 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 everyone rely on big corporation. Not everyone can fly, mm. but everyone rely on SME. SME is very important. That's why that's why I think government government realized this and is is putting a lot of focus on this. Now we've put a lot of focus on the the after effects, right? The fallout from uh, from a uh, from a partnership falling out, or even some of the things that people should be paying attention to. But as you mentioned earlier, when people enter into partnership, when businesses enter into partnership, there's always this optimism. There is this element of growth that we're doing this for something greater, right? There's True. a synergy there. Uh, to give us a sense, a bit of uh, how long-standing, long-standing successful partnerships can help businesses grow. You see, if 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 the partnership is successful, if the marriage is successful. It will not only create create uh, profit for two parties. It will generate uh, and improve the economy of the society of the country, and then uh, the, both parties will increase their client base. Okay, they'll make their brand bigger, better, better image. Mm. Consumer gain more from it. Mm. You see, when 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 two corporation, two two mega corporation, they do a partnership with all the resources and financial support that they have, they can come up with a product which is better quality and consumer benefits from it. Mm. I, I guess as a, a kind of final question then to, to wrap up with, we've, we've spoken about some of the lessons that you know, SMEs can learn from the, these long-term uh, partnerships. Is there anything else that you think that if an SME is, is looking at this story and hearing about this story, you know, uh, business owners are, are reading about this, what do you think that, that the key takeaway w- would be? You know, and what lessons do you think they would learn from reading a story like this? Don't be optimistic. Always be prepared for the worst. Because even, even Malaysia Airlines, Bahrain, uh, Kenya West and Adidas, mm. you know, all these big, big names, they they, their partnership can be dissolved. Mm. What more small SME? Mm. So always be prepared for the worst. Mm. Always have reserve. Always have a backup plan. Diversify. Expand your client base. Expand your network. Expand your supplier, your vendor, uh, your resources. Because those are the things that will help you. Of course, you will, you will not see you will not see it now. But when when things happen, then you'll know how important it is. I think that's a pretty good TLDR of the entire conversation we've had today, right? Don't be optimistic. Don't be too optimistic. Um, but it, it's really important. It, business resilience relies on you to be able to plan for things. Yeah. Um, and uh, on that note... Uh, just just before we yeah. go, did, did you see this 
did you foresee this happening over the last couple of years? You know, I mean, I, I know we, we, we look at this partnership, and this is a, 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 oh, okay. a, a per, not our partnership, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you're breaking up with me on air. No, no, no. <laughs> not on air, you know, we, we do this thing in, in the private. Um, was this something that you, you'd, you'd considered as well? Um, to be honest, it's not something I've ever thought about, it's not something I've right. ever considered. Uh, and um, I. I it is no, no. It's not something I've ever thought. But again, uh, not many of us think about the B two B element of you know supply chain management yeah. for uh, Malaysia Airlines, Berhad, or Asia, or any one of these big companies. Uh, what I think it does really emphasize is the need for businesses to have a better understanding of the of backup solutions, right? So when I used to work at a cafe years ago, uh, my boss always used to say. As long as we have at least 40,000 ringgit in cash or credit mm. or some kind of reserve, we're okay. Mm. Because that's how much it would take to buy a new machine, a coffee mm. machine. Because mm. what is a cafe without a coffee machine? Right, it's right. nothing. That's I mean, the kind of thinking that goes behind. Like As long as the minute we go below that, yeah. we're in trouble already. We have no backup. See, the, re- the reason I, I ask you that and the reason I asked you the question earlier on about whether or not it's damage control. You know, I, I have friends within the industry you know, mm. who have observed this kind of partnership over the years, you know, over the past 10, 15 years. Yeah. And they have seen this, you know, progression, or I don't even know if progression is the right word, maybe regression in, in, in this partnership, you know, in, in the way in which, yeah, you, you, we've all seen the photos. We've all heard about the feedback that mm. this has happened. And I don't think this has come as a much of a surprise to me, to be honest, as a cautionary tale. 26 years in the making. True. Well, let's hope that it leads to better things for Malaysia Airlines going forward and for all the people who fly Malaysia Airlines uh, for a better experience in the longer term. Uh, On that note, uh, Henkai, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, folks, uh, that we were speaking with Lau Henka. He's a lawyer at Arnold, Andrew & Co. Advocates and solicitors. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. Uh, just look up Enterprise BizBytes. Our shows are also available on all the big platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Google Podcasts. Looking ahead, we've got the Breakfast Grill replay happening after the 1pm news bulletin. Uh, Malakoff recently underwent a rebranding to focus on renewable energy and sustainability. Their managing director and CEO Anwar Sharid Abdul Ajib shares with us their green transition plans, impact on margins and the company's involvement in the recently announced National Energy Transition Roadmap. That's happening after the 1pm News Bulletin. I'm Roshan Kanisen with Richard Bradbury. We've been, and this has been Enterprise BizBytes. Keep it here, the BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.